If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks with Brent Marginot. I would think that they would get into the modern times and join a conference and uh, play for the conference championship and go from, go from there. But it seems like they want to stay independent, but uh, I would think it, it would really be a, a lot bigger deal if they did join uh, either the Big Ten or the ACC and, and go from there. Let's do Spurrier, huh? Ball coach was on KJM. It's funny how, like, I feel like Spurrier's a guy... It's pretty interesting. Like, he still makes the rounds. Like, I don't think of an older coach mm-hmm. that makes the rounds as much as Spurrier. That's a good call. Yeah, like... I don't even know if that's a good example. Like, but like, let's just I'll give you an example. Like, Lou Holtz. This is a good one. Like, he was on, like, what was he, on ESPN for a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I don't remember... Maybe he was. Like, maybe he was often interviewed. He might have been, because he's a character. He's a lot like Spurrier in that sense. Where you're going to get a good sound bite, probably, right? Yeah. Give a damn what he says. And, but I, I don't remember, or maybe I just wasn't paying as attention to it, and I just brought this up just because I was just thinking of it right now. Yeah. But he might have been a guy that was kind of looped in quite a bit. Uh, listen, we have a lot of coaches that, I mean, Bobby Bowden coached for so long yeah. that, uh, I mean, after he might have just gone to play golf after and said, I don't want to do any more interviews, right? Spurrier's still at an age where he could do a lot of interviews. Like, I don't see Saban, if he hangs it up, like, this year, making, like, doing as many interviews as Spurrier's done post-career. I, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think of a guy, it's not the same age at all, I get that. But, like, I feel like Bob Stoops also doesn't do a lot of interviews, and he's significantly younger. Yeah. Is like the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, and I, I, and I think a little bit of that is, don't you feel like Spurrier still, in his heart of hearts, would like to be on the sideline? Yeah, 100%. And, and like, he's not... Like he's, he's doing fine, obviously. Like, you just heard him. He was, you know, he's doing interviews. But, like, when you see him walk, it's, like, it's not fun to watch. Like, he, he's he's hobbling. Like, it sucks. But he still has that passion. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this Spurrier now. 76? Uh, something like that. I mean, I should know, probably. But, you know what's crazy about Spurrier is, like, you can pick up the phone. Like, I could call him right now, and he'll answer. Right. Which is great. 77. And I, he doesn't know me as well, like, because I didn't go back to those days, right? But, yeah. but like, uh, my favorite Spurrier story <laughs> is, <laughs> so the Dream 18 we used to do, uh, we used to do, like, a celebrity guest. First five years, we'd play a hole in Jacksonville in the summer. And so we, Spurrier uh, was going to meet, somebody connected me with Spurrier to meet at Marsh Creek down in St. Augustine. Really cool, good, great golf course, too. And so we're playing with a kid from the first tee and a, uh, the pro and uh, media member and, and Spurrier. And uh, so we go down. Now, Marsh Creek is not that close. Like, from Jacksonville, it's probably a solid 45-minute drive. But he's down at, what's that, uh, Crescent? Um, Crescent Beach. Crescent Beach. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy. That's where he would play sometimes. And uh, so we're meeting at this time and blah, 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 blah. And we go meet. Well, he had played. He had a lunch. And he forgot and left. And so we're pulling in the parking lot, and basically he's five minutes down the road. Uh, and so we go in the pro shop, and he's like, well, I, uh, no, he just left. 
you know, and they're like, oh, shoot, you know, well, here, blah, 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 call him. And so literally I call Spurrier as he's like driving down the road. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, oh, I totally forgot. You know, we'll do, you know, Spurrier, typical Spurrier fashion. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Let's uh, set it up for X and X time. And we did. <laughs> like, he just forgot. Like, or, and, and then he came back. And then the craziest, the, the most fun part of that, like, uh, Dream 18 experience was playing with Spurrier is Spurrier had nowhere to go. But he was in such a hurry. Oh, tell me about it. I him. mean, he was insane. Tell was me about it, Brent. Dream 18 shoot we have ever had. Like, he was in such a hurry, and he had nowhere to go. But it was like, like, I say it in a funny way. Like, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. But the crazy part is we played the hole so dang fast. And, you know, sometimes in the taping of this, we'd say, ah, we want you to make that putt from eight feet, right? Mm -hmm. And... He probably took like six takes. Couldn't make the putt from eight feet. He was getting so mad. <laughs> so he wanted to play so fast, but he couldn't make this last putt yeah. <laughs> to get it in. And uh, it was it was kind of fun. So that I do remember. I just remember. I was like, hey, this is really weird. He has no idea really who I am because I didn't cover him from those days. I'd probably done an interview or two in the past with him at that point. But who hasn't? This is back like 2010. I've only been in town for two, three years. And so... Uh, but I just thought it was really cool that he like picked up the phone. He's like, oh, "I'm so sorry, you know. About, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again next week." And damn it, we did it again next week. Like I think a lot of people in our world, when we ask for something like that, if we didn't do it the one time, we ain't doing it again. Yeah. Game set match. Yeah. So um, I always appreciated that about uh, Spurrier. You're right on though. Man is always in a hurry. Got his autograph multiple times. He's <laughs> like, "We gotta do it quick. Got somewhere to be." I'm like, "Where, Steve?" <laughs> like last year, I was like, "Where are you gonna go?" <laughs> He just moves fast. He does. Tell he you moves what. fast. Uh, that's cool. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz uh, here on uh, Jacksonville Armada Day on ESPN at 690. Good to hear Coach uh, coming back from our promo shoot we had. That's why I was a little bit late to the show today. And uh, new commercials. Okay. <laughs> new commercials on the TV side. Weber with a beard finally. Yeah, we got to get bearded, bearded nice. Weber and uh, Olivia. Live in there. Yeah. And uh, so I was here. Nice. We appreciate that. You're holding down the fort. We just got to fit in a window of time. We, you know, we've been this first time, like all of us in the TV office have been together. I believe that. Probably since February. No, I do believe that. I like know that is legit real. I know your schedule and I have a general idea of what they're dealing with. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I believe to get that. all five of us together. Yeah, uh, is is not an easy thing to do. Uh, we were talking Open Championship and, and other events. I brought up uh, the Fenway Park uh, All Star Game. I think it was 1999. It would have been. And uh, as yeah, it's like, what's the best event going into it that you can remember that you know that people talked about? Like this is going to be the best one of all time. And I think people try to hype things up like that. So there's a difference here. But I think that's what we're seeing with the Open Championship, with all the stories, as Casey brought up, uh, the historic nature of St. Andrews, the historic nature of 150th year, which always means something. It's just a milestone. And Tiger, I mean, it really could be the last time he plays, at least from this competitive standpoint. And we don't even know what that means right now uh, in the Open Championship. So uh, we'll continue to talk about that. We'll have some picks uh, coming up a little yeah, bit later on in the show. Did you see the tweet from Zach Wilson? He's back. It was like, uh, no, he, he had on Instagram. Yeah, there was like a, he, he addressed it? Oh, yeah, it was great. It was, I already brought up Zach Milfson once today. Zach Milfson, is how people are calling him? I am. First segment <laughs> of the show. And I'm not going to stop. Uh, I saw somebody else like hide your mom shirt. Like was No way. They, they, no, no, it wasn't hide your mom's. It was something a little more like uh, profane, if you would. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they probably couldn't say it here. Let's see. I saw Ian Rappaport tweet this out. 
Ian Rapport makes the show for a second time. Uh, so this is what Zach Wilson, I think, said on Instagram. He said, took the boys to whatever ranch club in Idaho before camp. So he's got a shot of him throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Poor cell service, dot, dot, dot. What I miss? I love this man. <laughs> I, had no, I had no faith in Zach Wilson. He's my favorite. Uh, I love good. this man. <laughs> I don't care if he throws 25 interceptions. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Is this hard on quarterbacks now, by the way, that they have to basically, like, take their offensive team on a trip? Yeah, but listen, now, I can't imagine the Jets were excited when he said, all right, boys, Idaho. Why not? Because Deshaun Watson took the boys to Bahamas. No. Yeah, I don't think Idaho's a vacation destination, Brent. Yeah, so you're you're saying the players. I'm saying when Elijah Moore was trying to be sold on the idea of going to Idaho. Okay, I thought you meant the organization. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, Garrett Wilson and the boys. Like, what do you mean we're going to Idaho? There's no beach in Idaho. Yeah, Idaho I, sucks, really got a, nah, Idaho's got a lot of cool places, really, though. Really? I've never been, but I've seen pictures. Okay. Yeah, I, it's like, but it's like Wyoming. Like, there's little beaches in Wyoming or Montana, but it's a really cool place in the summer. I don't know, man. My best friend, like, lived five years in Idaho. He's never been back once. He moved, and he's like, I'm good on Idaho. Yeah. They had the blue field. That was pretty dope, and that's it. I will say, that's an interesting point. Like, I'm and not potatoes. a beach guy. I don't go to the beach all the time. We live near the beach. I don't go to the beach. I grew up in Rhode Island. Didn't go to the beach a lot. But, like, I don't mind going to the beach. And I I like being the – I think I like the availability to go to the beach. You could. And so when we were in Colorado, I was in Colorado for a week with Kaylee, I was like, man, we've got a lot of stuff to do and blah, blah, blah. And I knew hiking was a big thing even though we don't do it, right? So this isn't like – I'm not going to go on a hiking soapbox. But I would say, like, they lost quicker than I thought they would lose, and they thought they would lose, so they didn't play as many games on Friday and Saturday. Might have put their business That was a little disappointing, quite frankly. But uh, they they could have played, like, three games on Friday or two games on Friday and, like, three games on Saturday and a couple more games on Sunday. Well, they ended up playing one on Friday and one on Saturday because of the way it went. You got that cool lightning video, though. Yeah, it was a good lightning video. And uh, so Kaylee and I were like, what do we do? Like, first of all, we hadn't planned to do anything. Because we thought they might be playing. Just keep hammering that point home. And second, well, you got to prepare for it, even if you don't know, right? Yeah. And secondly, like, okay, we're not going hiking. No. And I was actually a little bit, like, I'm not really sure there's that much to do out here. Isn't that weird? Like, Denver, I, I don't know. I just felt like if there was a beach around, there might have been more to do. Like, even if you walk near the you beach, have, it's better it in your than hiking, pocket. in my yeah. opinion. You got that in your back. Like, hey, you know, we could do this or this, or we can go to the beach. But in Colorado, it's like, hey, we can do this or this or go to the weed dispensaries. <laughs> and Kaylee's not going there. Yeah, so. I don't think. Not with me. Um, so, yeah, I was Again. a little disappointed. I, I, it's not, I'm not telling you it's boring in Denver. It sounds like it. But I'm saying it's not like there's something to do like it's every hour of the day. It's, not, it's a city that sleeps, folks, is what he's telling you. Yeah, I was it's a no Vegas. It's but, no L.A. But I think what I found out, because I was trying to evaluate that, I'm like, well, what the hell do you want to do, Brent? First yeah. of all, like I would do, like I would go golfing. Okay, well, Amen. Kaylee and I weren't going golfing. Mm-hmm. Kaylee didn't want to go hiking. We both didn't want to go. Who hiking. would? She went her. to like when they they went to a uh, they did go whitewater rafting. Well, that's cool. with the team, uh, and they the team that disappointed just yeah, to drive that point home. They went to uh, they went to what are those things? What are those rooms called? Escape room. Escape room. That's cool. Okay, but they got that everywhere. You can do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Literally town center. And um, that was like it. There mm-hmm. had to be, like, minor league baseball. There was major league baseball. Why didn't you go to another game? I think they were out of town by then. Oh. We did go to the Rockies. 
They got the Colorado Springs, somebody's. Were you close to Colorado Springs? Yeah, not really. Like, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, you could go to Fort Collins, like another hour up the road, right? You could go to Vail, two hours down the road. You could go to Montrose, uh, Colorado Springs, one hour down, which we did we, when we landed. So I think there's a little bit of that. There's a lot of driving in. By the way, a lot of traffic in Denver. I believe that. A lot of traffic. Where are those people going? Sounds like there's nothing to do. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Did you see the parade, by the way? We haven't talked Never about did. This. Really? Never Were you did. there, though? Yeah, like, but I was, was like there. And that was the they day I actually did play dog. golf, and she went white water rafting yeah. with the team and didn't even know the parade was going on. I respect it. Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah. But I have no desire to see that parade either. Amen, brother. I, I'm just glad he didn't go. I feel like it was a support thing. You know, I'm a Lightning fan. You know, it would have hurt me. Now, I will say this. We went to Boulder, right? And I did a little story with Baselli and I caught up with his sister. And we toured uh, Colorado. was really pretty, really nice place. Uh, Boulder? The, the Boulder was in the campus. Oh. Of Colorado. But you know, like, mm. do you know, like, only two schools in Colorado have baseball? Northern Colorado and Air Force. You talking like D1? No, I'm talking any. No, nah, my friend played for Colorado Christian or something. Oh, so there's some maybe, my, yeah. maybe some that. He's, it yeah. was like, yeah. I don't know. Very obscure schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So maybe there is a little more like NAIA and stuff like that. That's what it was. But it makes sense to me that there's not like baseball and softball at every school because, I mean, you, you couldn't play until like late April sometimes. So real talk about that. My friend who played for Colorado Christian, hate to put his business in the street. Shout out Tyler Henning, my boy. Um, when he was like out there and we were like talking every day, I was like, oh, I wonder how Tyler's doing. So I pulled up his stats. He had like an ADRA. I was like, bro, you suck. Like I texted him. I'm like, you're horrible. <laughs> He's like, bro, the air, like the ball flies. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, I never considered that. I was like, start hitting. He's like, I can't hit. I was like, you just suck then. But his ERA, he got it down to like four by senior year, and he was happy with that. He's like, four is good in Colorado. But I never considered that like he was going to get shelled. Imagine playing high school out there. Yeah, I well, I think I showed you. I shared this on Twitter. We went to Air Force, which by the way was awesome. Like Air Force was really beautiful, and I couldn't believe how good the athletic facilities and everything were. And the baseball field's amazing. Like, great. Who just went to Air Force uh, from here? Cade Fru. Cade Fru. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked to his mom a little bit about it because she had seen, she saw me tweet about it. And I'm like, what's it take to get in here? It's a lot. Uh, but uh, in the Air Force, yeah. The baseball field down the left field line was 360. 360 and a tall fence. So that shows you how much yeah. the air go- carries. Yeah, they know. Right, they're prepared for 360 it, yeah. down the left field line. So what was center like four? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a bit normal. It was about 420ish or something like that. Yeah, but there's no cheapies. There's no cheap. And again, it was high fence all around. Like That's not cool. great, not green monster high, but higher. The pitchers appreciate fence. it probably. I got uh, a different question for you. Sure. This is uh, out of the blue. But last night, like uh, the kids and staff were there in Orlando visiting friends who were in town from Pennsylvania. Oh. And so I uh, got home like around midnight last night, and I'm not tired at all. And I start watching. Uh, I'm like, I got to pick back up um, Mayor of Kingstown. You ever see that? It's on uh, like no. Paramount, I think, Paramount Plus Yeah, or I got that, bro. But uh, Mayor of Kingstown, I've I watched like the first five episodes, and then I haven't watched it in like a month. Who's but, it? Uh, don't ask me those questions. I know. I, I just know. wanted to see what you said. And, and so I'm watching it, but I, so I, I don't have any beer at all at the house, so, and I'm trying to avoid that. That's why part of the reason I'm like, hey, I... I got to get ready for football season. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of want to drink. And I never have, like, I usually have beer if I have any. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have, like, a Jack and Coke. Bro, did you use the rum I got you? 
I know it's a no, different thing. No, I but didn't because I was like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't want to open it. It was new. I already had some other stuff open. And I don't drink. This is the moral of the story here is I never like go to that club. Like, I don't drink a lot of the Good liquor. Thing I got you that, bro. Nice. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll have some people over and stuff. Like, I have an yeah. okay collection of from Vita de Louis tequila yep. to different kind of whiskey. And, but I'm not a connoisseur, number one. And number two, I just don't drink it very much. Like, if I'm going to have a drink at home, like I usually will have a beer. And so, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a drink, watch, you know, whatever. Uh, and uh, had the house to myself. Watch a couple episodes. End up staying up to like two in the morning. So it got me thinking, though. What's like the mixed drink of choice? Like, what's the, like, what do people drink? Like, what today, if I were to go to a bar, you and I go to a bar. Jack's Beach. Yep. And we're not getting a beer. Yep. Because when I go to beer, I usually get, like, craft beer because I like to try a local beer or something like that. Sure. Right? That's what I do. And, uh, but I would also get a Miller Light or a Bud Light or whatever. But I never order a mixed drink. No. I'm just not that guy. But now I've been with a lot of people that do. Do I look like that guy? But, like, a, a lot of people, do they still order gin and tonic? That's a thing. That is a thing. But I Is that, think, like, a cool thing? No. Or is that, like, an old person That's thing? an old person thing. So my aunt, Aunt Jill, love her to death. Uh, gin and tonic till she dies. She's the, like, it, it's an old person thing. Well, by the way, Sorry, that is not a bad, like, I'm not encouraging drinking too much. It sounds like. But how old is Angel? Jill? Come on, dude. You don't know. 60? Oh, she's, she's not that old. Uh, I'm going to give you a story that uh, someone back home that we knew through church and stuff, uh, my mom was real close. She, I think, passed away at the age of 107. Holy cow. Okay. That's 107. Heck of a life. And I'm pretty sure she had a gin and tonic at least one. Every day. Every day. Yep. That's Angel. And I'm pretty sure it was gin and tonic. It was it was a drink. We should all find out. Because it was probably the fountain of youth. It was amazing. This this woman did not appear to be 107 like in any way, shape, or form ever. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh so and that's the oldest person like I've ever seen in my life. And so uh but I, I was just curious last night as I'm drinking that, I'm like, I never do this. Like, what is, is this not even like a cool drink to have? Is Jack and Coke still an okay drink? So, yeah, it's an okay. I've ordered it before. Like, and I'm a respectable person. My mom. Is, <laughs> You're respectable. You have respectable swag. Yeah. So, sort like, of, sometimes, yeah. not today. <laughs> my, my mom is a big fan of them. I don't know if that kills the vibe or what, but my mom, that's probably her drink of choice. You know, my, my dad. I think it's an easy go-to. Yeah, like I think you can so get too. It. And it's easy to order, right? It's easy to say. It's yeah. easy to, uh, it makes sense. And like everybody's a, had Coke and everybody's had whiskey. You know, and right? that's, you know me, I'm like whatever he's having guy. So like that's an easy, that's a go-to. My dad used to order this thing and I've had it before. It, it was called like uh Stoli Kamikaze. Whoa, that's a cool name. So I think that's a kind of vodka and then whatever else like triple sec and all this other stuff. And like, I'm not, I never worked at a bar, so I don't even know how to mix a drink. Like I can make a like gin and tonic. Like, yeah, if it has two things in it, cool. Love you, Angel. <laughs> you know, the rest, not so good. But it just got me thinking a little bit. Last night. Like, I wonder what people go, uh, if we were to take the listeners out, and it's not beer, what are they question. drinking? That's a good question. I, I'll tell you this. Brian Middleton, Action Sports Jack's OT co-host, went to a new restaurant in town, and I forget exactly what he got, but it had a flower in it. And I said no. It had a what in it? A flower. Wow. Instead of like a rainbow? I mean a rainbow. Uh, a um, umbrella? umbrella? Yeah. Yeah, it had a flower. So he posted. Listen. Look, look. Brian Middleton is one of the toughest dudes I know, right? So when he's out here posting himself with a yellow drink with a flower in it, 
I said, bro, we can't be doing this. We're losing our street cred. And then he responded to me with some expletives and said, it's good. I don't care. I said, okay. So anyway, Brian Milton will get something colorful with the flower in it if we well, take it. I was just, listening. Marcel, like we go on the road, right? And I see Marcel, I was thinking of Marcel, and he just texted me, actually. I didn't text him. He just, we must have been thinking about each other here on this topic. Because I see, like when we go out, a lot of the folks, I think that we usually go out with on the Jag strips, we'll drink, a, we'll drink beer. Mm-hmm. Marcel doesn't, I don't think I've seen him drink beer. I think he usually gets something like a mixed drink of some kind. And he just said rum and coke. He said it only costs four bucks at the beach. You can drink a note, uh, drink a lot, stay out of trouble. I think he said vodka and soda for the ladies. He says that's a thing. That's a thing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like so, if I ordered vodka and soda and I, I went out, like would that look bad? I would not be like I'm having what he's having. You yeah. wouldn't. No, because that's like a a ladies drink. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like it. Yeah, it's got that that connotation to it. Okay. Kind of like a Cosmo. You know what a Cosmo is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. is definitely a... My grandma used to pound the Cosmos, bro. Really? She loved them. Make I'm, rest I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, this is totally not a drink of... Uh, this is an alcoholic drink. But I'll still get like... Uh, well, I don't drink soda anymore like to that degree. But uh, for a long time, I got the Shirley Temple. Oh. Shirley Temple before the Roy Rogers. Shirley Temple was just better. Bro, who are you telling? Listen... Shirley Temple with the cherries in it when you're a kid, like that's awesome. Oh. I can still get it. Brent, who are you telling? Okay, I had a friend. But I think like I was supposed. I think my dad would look at me funny. He's like, "You're supposed to get like Roy Rogers." I'm like, "No, I'm getting a damn Shirley Temple." Same. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. My friend's mom worked at Outback. She used to cook them up for us. Not literally, but she used to make them for us. They were so good. Yeah, Outback Shirley Temple is where it's at. Outback Shirley Temple. There we go. I swear. Like, specific Shirley. You know what's crazy about Shirley Temple is like, why don't we make that at home? It's like easy. Yeah, it's cake. <laughs> what is that stuff like? Grenadine? Gren- what is that called? I don't know. I'm not a bartender. <laughs> I just order it and they make it. I and do it- think bartending would be fun. I never did it. Like I tell oh. you all the time, like valet parking was my favorite job. Yeah. I think bartending would be a fun job, be a cool job. I'm not sure I could do it for like a long period of time, but I think it's a great knowledge of things to have. It's a great experience of dealing with people, right? You work your ass off, by the way, especially if it's a busy night, right? So there's a lot of cool things about bartending. I wanted to be a bartender so bad. Yeah, I never did. So That's interesting. bad. I never but did. Then you have to go to like bar. You don't have to, but there's like bartender school. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can set my career at bartending. Like, what's the maximum potential I could have as a bartender? Like, it might go great, or I might work at Outback forever. I love yeah, Outback. Which might be good. Might be good. By the way, uh, on the stream, M Masters, the boy, uh, he drinks. Whiskey ginger. Yeah, and soda. He said, guess I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Loyal viewers, so now I kind of feel bad. By the way, they also threw in there that Jeremy Renner is in the show you were talking about. Oh, is that uh, in Mayor of Kingstown? Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Do you know who that it's is? a good... I mean, I know. I, I know I now we've had this conversation before. Yeah. He was Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Marvel. It's a, it's a really good show. And I'm at a good stage of the show, too. It was such a good show that I watched two episodes and stayed up to, like, past two. Really? Oh, yeah. Past two. And then you got up early. What time did you get up? Nah, like eight. Not too super early. Sound like me now. Well, not the eight part, but the staying up. And Ty just texted me, by the way, and said, Ty, we can sleep in tomorrow. Tiger's not going until 10. Well, that's nice. He said, it's almost time to ace. <laughs> he asked me if I was going to be home. I said, yeah, I'll be home about midnight. He said, but it'll be almost time to get up. He said, just kidding. There's nobody decent until Phil at 2.30, which isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's off the Phil train. Well, Ty really get up. Oh, like yeah. If Tiger was at 3.30 a.m., would he get yeah. up? 
Seriously. Yeah, well, he probably wouldn't go to bed. He'll sleep on the couch and, you know, instead of go up to yeah. his room and then flip on the seat. Yeah, he, he, the last couple of years, he was locked in. Two things with that. Ty doesn't have a TV in his room? Uh, no, neither kid has a TV in the room. Okay. Why do they need a TV in the we'll room just when they have a phone? And by the way, actually, we don't even allow them to bring the phones up to their room either. After, the, after like, when it's, like, bedtime. Just thought about that. Is that not good parenting? Okay, we're just going to move on. Ty is going it's, to... It's just... I, I can't even speak on it. They'd be on the phone till 3 in the morning. You have to let him make that decision. No, you don't. You not with the to. phones. Listen, this is, we're in a whole new world of that parenting. That is true. Okay, with the that. phones. And we're going to make the rules. That's fair. I'll give it to you. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kid, right? You're doing a good job. Your kids, I should say. Uh, but I will tell you, Ty, with that dedication, is going to be one hell of a gambler. When he gets of age, this dude's going to be betting on Korean baseball just like me. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Well, I've, I think I've ruined him in that sense. He will definitely be betting. Love him. Just hopefully he has enough money to pay his debts. Love him. And if not, you can always sell feet picks. <laughs> We'll be back and uh, drink of choice. Fill us in. Mixed drink. Like, I want to learn about, I want to I want to get creative here on the mixed drink stuff. Okay. I want to learn. We'll, we'll work on it. All right. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back. Jacksonville Ramada Day here on ESPN 690. Mixed drinks day as well. What's your yeah, you mixed drink of choice? We find it out. Open championship picks coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program. Don't and let me win again. Oh, don't let me win again. <laughs> That's right. You got the winner last time. Yeah, I did. That'd be big if you did. Yeah, I'd have to go back to keeping track of points. <laughs> you would have to Because it'd that. be close all of a sudden. All right, uh, Nathan Walter has been hanging on for a bit. Uh, one of our favorite guys coming on the show. Uh, Nathan Walter, president and GM of the Jacksonville Armada. What's happening, man? Uh, good luck tonight. Big playoff game at Episcopal. Brent, Casey, pleasure. Yeah, it's a big night for us. We're, uh, we're super excited. You guys are undefeated. Uh, what does this mean, like, in the landscape you know, of, of the world you live in. Uh, you guys getting a lot of texts and a lot of congratulations, and uh, would it mean a bunch to, to go on a run here? I think you got to win, what, six matches, and, and they'd all be here if you keep continue to win. What would it mean to win this league? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. You know, the boys have done such a good job that uh, as we keep progressing, you know, it's straight knockout right now. So as we keep progressing, we, uh, we get to host every game at home, and if we make the national championship final, which is uh, August 8th, uh, we'll get to hold it here in uh, in Jacksonville. So very excited, and 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 look with the unbeaten run. I mean, at any level, any sport, you guys know this. Sports is sports. Uh, to have an unbeaten run is just an incredible achievement. So, yeah, the the, the coaching staff, the players, they uh, they deserve a lot of credit, and uh, they've been fantastic. But as they say in sports, we're at the business end of the season now, and. Uh, this is this is where you make your money, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's cool that you there is some there's some soccer to watch and and to follow along and these players to follow along. But uh, you're always very good at this when you come on the show, and you know me because I'm more of a novice than our buddy Stuart Weber, who knows it yeah. in and out. But I I think I attack it though also from a way that a lot of the fans uh, here in Jacksonville probably have, and kind of the curiosity. It's been since uh, the Jacksonville Armada that we first knew. I think is now what since 2017 or 18. Um, and, and that's kind of has morphed and changed and ideas and difference. Like, we're, like, what, when, if I'd ask you simply, like, what are the Jacksonville yeah. Armada today? How do you answer yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had a lot of, 
transition. And, and you know, the unfortunate bit is it's it's been out of our control. And um, U.S. soccer and uh, didn't didn't help us along the way back in 2017 and putting us in a in a really difficult position. And um, we've kept the brand alive. We've uh, we, we've we've always had a, a, an Amada U23 team. Uh, even when we had the pro team in the NASL. And uh, it was important that we kept that team alive. Uh, so many players come from this area. So many uh, players are playing in this area uh, with universities and so on and, and high-level youth uh, soccer. So there still needed to be that, that, uh, that program or that opportunity uh, for these players to play at a very good level still. And, and that's what the MPSL uh, really allows these boys to do is, is to come in, either come home for the summer, right, because 15, 15 of the team is, uh, is pretty much Jacksonville boys, and the other 15 we get to recruit from all over the nation. You know, we have players from UConn, from, from Memphis. Uh, we even have a couple of international players from, from Cyprus, who you're going to speak to Alex uh, later on in the show. So it enables us to, to bring this, this talent and combine it with the current talent that's in the city and, and really put on a, a, a show and a team that the city can be proud of. And, and I think that's the most important bit, that as we've gone through this process, as the Armada, uh, and we're getting closer, Brent, and I'm sure you're going to ask a question at some point here, but uh, we're getting closer to where the Armada was back in 2017. But for now, it's, it's been really important that we've gone to the foundation of, of what the game is about, and that's developing players to really take the next level, and, and, and that's what we're providing here. Yeah, I love, uh, well, you helped us segue into it, but I do think, like, I think so many of your fans probably are curious. You probably get the question sometime. Like, and it is great that you, you are grooming the grassroots of soccer here in Jacksonville. And I will tell you this, too. I said this to Stuart the other day. I said it's a very rare thing. Like, when we see a team, let's just say for the sake of, uh, lack of a better term, go away, like in 2017, we kind of think, like, okay, the Armada are done. Like, they're gone. Well, I think it's really yeah. cool that the Armada has stayed still like alive and you guys have done a fantastic job of keeping that brand out there and uh heck we love seeing you at our dream 18 golf tournament all those kind of things like in the community right. so like that's been awesome like it's, it's very unique i can't i don't re recollect another yeah. situation <laughs> like that and so where are you going next like what what is around the yeah. corner uh that, yeah. that you still have hope for and that that you guys have worked to keep this alive for this purpose yeah yeah you know I, it's, it's funny, me and my wife were talking the other day, and, you know, I've been with the with the club for nine years now, and uh, our daughter, you know, was six months old when I when I started at the Armada, and now she's she's nine, soon to be ten. It's kind of just, it's amazing the journey that's, uh, that's happened, you know, over this period of time, and, you know, credit to uh, to Mr. Palmer, who has, who has kept the club going and moving and the brand in the right direction. Um, but for us, you know, you know where we want to be. You know, we, we we're professionals. Uh, this is my full-time, you know, job as well, and and we want to be at the top, and we want to be pushing it. And Jacksonville, the city, deserves it. Um, but we we I can tell you, we are in very very deep talks on finalising a pro league. Um, it's been in the pipeline for a good six months. We're we're very very close to getting that deal done. The land agreement uh, that we did with the city of Jacksonville a few years ago before. Uh, the pandemic, uh, we have to close on that site on January 23. So we're getting, we're, we're ramping up now to, to, to get in front of that and to close on the site so we can start building what is the most important piece of infrastructure, any club to be sustainable, to, to have anything 
is a stadium, and that's what we need to build first before the club can really enter uh, into the into the professional ranks again. Very good. Uh, very well said. Nathan Walter, President GM of the Jacksonville Armada. Appreciate the update on that. Uh, just for like the, the real dummies like myself uh, when it comes to this stuff and forecasting it, like the MLS is out of the question, right? And be, it's so expensive to enter the MLS. And I guess the second part of that is part of this is there's just not a lot of pro leagues out there. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, MLS have done something really interesting. The market is so fractured. And um, Major League Soccer have, have taken an interesting step this year and created, you know, their, their what you would call, I suppose, to everybody, their second uh, division, their second league, right? So you have uh, a couple of, couple of leagues who are starting to make moves to kind of uh, secure what, what I would call the marketplace. Uh, U.S. Soccer has taken a little bit of a, a step back in regards of controlling Everything from, you know, they govern the sport, but instead of uh, controlling leagues and putting, you know, structures in place, uh, they're kind of letting these, these pro leagues kind of work it out. And, uh, and Major League Soccer are, are, are taking a step uh, in that direction to fulfill uh, academy football, you know, academy soccer, uh, lower division, professional soccer, and, and obviously the higher uh, division um, with, with Major League Soccer, as we all know it. Um, so there's some really interesting stuff happening in the marketplace. Uh, the MPSL sits in that, you know, that fourth division kind of uh, area where we are, and we still need leagues like MPSL uh, to help to help bloom, you know, players and, and to give them the opportunity. So the marketplace it's been very fractured, but um, I think we're starting to see some interesting stuff happen, uh, which will give the game uh, a lot more stability as things move forward. That's awesome. Nathan Walter, by the way, you could be, I mean, talk about timing. I know it's been a, a long time in the waiting and, and transitioning and treading water and doing all these other different things through a pandemic and, and other things. But, I mean, get the World Cup, the excitement of that coming up in the fall on the verge yeah. of potentially what you were just talking about, that maybe you guys are getting closer to finding a home and also uh, maybe a little closer to uh, closing on that land. I mean, it could actually be perfect timing now in the, like this little 2.0 phase, if you will, for the Jacksonville Armada. Yeah, I love that. I love that 2.0 phase. It's, uh, it's something we've discussed a lot about. You know, and, and, and to look further on, in 2026, the World Cup is coming to the United States. I mean, that is a game-changer we all we have all heard about '94 back in '94 when it really it really made the game start to become a dominant sport and um, so if if we can have a an explosion of what '94 did in two, in 2026 when the actual World Cup comes uh, to the United States it's going to be a really exciting period for the sport you know the, uh, the, the 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 participation levels are amazing by the way the youth participation levels in this country. Uh, amazing what what we've got to start getting to and i think this is what the world cup you know coming up in december and then coming up in in 2026 here in the u.s is really going to uh, cultivate a fan appreciation for the sport you know i think it's a generational thing and i've been here now in this country for 10 years and i'm starting to see it grow and uh, and i think it just it a generational fandomship is, is probably what it's looking at, right? And, it, and it's just cultivating. And so I'm really excited, you know, for, for fans to start really engaging in the sport. That, that, that's something that I, I believe is just around the corner too. Well, I think you're right, by the way. I, I say this all the time. I always measure it with my kids. My kids are now 17, but my, 
my guy would flip on Premier League soccer on a Saturday morning. Like, I never did that. I was a huge sports fan, but, like, I would right. never have done that, you know? And I think this generation, in some respects, are smart enough to know the sport of soccer and figure it out because – it is confusing, Nathan. Like, there's so many different levels, so many different things, like, across the globe and seasons and schedules. Like, I mean, you got you got to be a little bit sophisticated sometimes to figure out soccer. Yeah, you gotta you got to spend a bit of time. you got to get on some websites and look through it. And, yeah, it, it's just, just – it's a global sport, you know. It really is. And, um, you know, and I think that's what's exciting about it. You know, is the U.S. going to go to the next level? Are they going to be able to really compete in 2024 in the World Cup? And then, you know, when it comes in 2026, are the U.S. men's national team going to have an opportunity to really, really compete? I think I think that's super exciting for the country, too. Yeah. One last thing for you. I got. And by the way, I got a match tonight that Episcopal tickets are, are free to that match against Pensacola uh, to kick off this yep. playoff run undefeated so far for the Jacksonville Armada, uh, which is really cool. So go out and watch some soccer. And speaking of, like, I think in uh, Hattiesburg, you had a, a like pretty robust fan base go with you over there, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the in the dozens or so, which is a pretty neat thing. Like. How cool is that still that you have so, like, you have this group of people, right? It's not maybe thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but it's a group of people that still uh, love the Armada and will travel to see the Armada. And that's got to mean a lot to you. I almost feel like that's almost an emotional play for some of you guys who have been involved with the Armada for this long. Yeah, we are nothing without those fans. It is as simple as that. And, and I say that from the bottom of my heart, that, that group, Section 904, you know, the leadership of Sebastian and Daniel and the board there, um, I can't speak any highly of. They, they're just amazing people, amazing human beings. The energy, the atmosphere that they bring to the games, the players love it. They, they embrace, you know, they, they've embraced this whole journey. And, and I think that is one of the coolest things about it is, um, is no matter what, they haven't given up. They've embraced it. They've turned up in the rain and the thunder and lightning. Uh, you know, I go back to a few years at Patton Park, and uh, it was thundering and lightning, and we had to try and clear the park. And they're still standing out there screaming and shouting, the rain pouring down. Uh, it's just, they're, they're, I can't speak any highly. I do get emotional with them because they're just, they're our true, true supporters. And, um, and that's what I've seen in England, right? Like, you know, where I'm from, I've seen many, many groups like that. And, and it's tough to find... To, to find that in American sports in my eyes here, but uh, but to see this group of people who come out and put so much of their heart and soul and hard-earned cash into supporting this club, I, I just, I'm so grateful and so thankful. Well, you've been a terrific ambassador for the Armada and the right temperament to get through this phase of it, and uh, hey, it's got you, um, well, six wins, it looks like, away from a, a, a league championship, so good luck tonight yeah. at Episcopal, Appreciate and uh, always uh, love talking to you, Nathan Walter. We look forward to the next few months with the Jacksonville Armada as well, even off the pitch. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Casey. Really appreciate you guys. You bet. Uh, that's uh, Nathan Walter, president and GM of the Jacksonville Armada here on Armada Day. He's always so good about helping me get through the mud. Yeah, on on the situation. Because you need it, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am. I'm bad. Like, and I, I need it. We all need it. I think a lot of people do. Like, I think it, this is sometimes you can talk from an expert opinion. I don't. I talk from a very novice point of view when it comes to the landscape of soccer. And I think this has been wild. I I cannot remember another organization. I mean, think about it. It'd be like a business, like your favorite restaurant. Pick them. They say, okay, we're going to close Arby's. the doors. <laughs> close the doors. 
and and for three, four, five years, they're still there. But you but can't not, get to be. But you can't go eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now what's different the last couple of years, and, and by the way, the, you have been able to with this under-23 team or under-18 team, and so you've been able to to a degree, but not like what we knew it was, you know? And that's what makes this situation so unique, in my opinion, that they've they've kind of treaded through these waters, which seem to be a bit unchartered, by the way. Yeah. And um, and now where does it end up? Like, And it sounds like from what Nathan's saying is we could be on the verge in the next six months of – Really getting some true answers and uh, of where that that is, yeah, where I, that destination is, and and I hope I hope it comes true. I last year, I spent a lot of time over there. I was working a side job that was not with the Armada, but it had to do with the games. So I hung out with Nathan and Stewart and everybody, and they they do a great job. And it's really like fun, man. Like the the team is fun to watch. It it doesn't hurt that they're really good and they're even better this year. Last year they only lost I think twice. This year they haven't lost at all. It's fun to watch and. There's even more to your point, like they do an E-League in terms of like FIFA and stuff like that with other MPSL teams. So like they've done a good job of kind of keeping everything together. And look, it's free. It's fun. And they're undefeated, folks. They are undefeated. This is a good team. It's it's fun to watch, and they, they really do a great job. So they win tonight. They'll play against Saturday, by the way. Yeah. and, and Still every, free, by the way. And, and it's free. And by the way, every time they win, if they lose, they're done. Yeah. But if they win, they're always playing here. And I yeah. think most of those matches are at a pistol. I think they might have a – there's one conflict along the way, but I think that's like when it gets to the Final Four, um, and I don't yeah. know where that match will be, but at a pistol. So they're the, Yeah, they're the number one seed in the entire league. And I was trying to get this across when I was talking with Coach, but there are a ton of teams. There are a ton of conferences. Like, it's not just Florida. Yeah, this think isn't of it a like small the ABA, thing. right, where there's teams all over the place yeah, they kind could, of thing. They could play teams from Texas or any – like, this is a huge thing, and they're the best team in the league. So, yeah, it's um, – it's a cool thing, man, and literally it is F-R-E-E. Free is good. Free is uh, great. The, uh, if it's free, take it, my eighth-grade math teacher said, Mr. Chin. Amen. There you go. Mr. Chin, he knows what's up. Um, and uh, if, you know, the other part about I was talking to Stuart about this, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. But they're not like, it's not like they're playing in this league and everybody else is, like, playing no. down here. Like It's a competitive undefeated, which means, like, you're going to lose it any time. You're going to bring your A game. Well, that's, I mean, that is what happened last year, and I asked Coach about it. They were the number one seed again in the Gulf Coast Conference last year. They lost the first home playoff game. N- nobody expecting it. Like, I'm not going to put anybody's business out there, but I was in the press box, and before the game it was like, when we win this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So they didn't expect it. The players obviously didn't expect it, and now they've had a whole year to – and the team is mostly the same. They've had a whole year to digest it, rebound from it. I asked Coach about it. He said, yeah, we learned from our mistakes – and now they're in the exact same position, number one seed, different team they're playing in Pensacola. But they know what it's like to get that snatched away from them when they were told how good they are. So we'll see how they respond tonight. They've had a year to think about it. We go on from here. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, that is uh, Nathan Walter with Jacksonville Armada. And I kind of can't wait to see where this thing ends up. down there. What, is it, what do the Armada look like in a year, in three years? Like, I, there's still, there's a lot there, um, yeah. which is really cool. And, and I... I think at the time it could be perfect. He brings up 2026, which is a very good point. I'm more like right now, which, again, we know there's going to be a buzz around the World Cup coming up in the fall. So this next period of time from 22 to 26 could be a prime time for uh, teams like the Jacksonville Armada to catch some steam here in the States here in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5 coming up. And football at five as well as we continue to celebrate the Jacksonville Armada. It's their day on ESPN 690.
If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 